We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by M-Prize Bank, your partner in Possible. Who you do business with is more important than where they're located. Bank from the comfort of your own home with M-Prize Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of the KC Laboratory Podcast with Ken Swanson, Craig Stout, and Matt Lane. And now, the latest episode of the KC Laboratory Let me grow to the beauty of stuff. We have the quarterback for Cape State Wild Jazz, football champion Will Howard. So excited to announce Kansas City Sports Network's new soccer channel. They're taking advantage of a look that they utilized earlier in the game to show the jet sweep motion. It's a live edition of the Taste Laboratory presented by him, Price. You kind of root for guys to have those moments, and uh, that was a, certainly a big moment. Welcome to the Zoom. That's who you podcast from Missouri Athletics. We are on Houston Sports Network. Welcome, everybody, to the Border War Podcast. Welcome back. Another episode of DNOC's Podcast. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by M Prize Bank. It's a live edition of the KC Laboratory presented by Emprise Bank member FDIC. Matthew, a very merry draftmas week to you. I ah, we're here. We're we did it. We made it. Yeah. You're you're speaking a little early. There's there's a couple days left. Anything can happen. Yeah. No, it's here. Buddy, I'll tell you what, with my luck of motors and vehiculars these past couple days, I'm not feeling great about this uh, flight right now, okay? Every every vehicle that uh, has I've been around these past two days is, uh, has crapped out, so, you know, things are hey. things are not trending in the correct direction. Uh, does I know where Ken's going with it. I'm going to beat him to it. I will fly and come and get you, Matt. No. I will arrange that no. for you. I, I will manage ask. that. Yes. <laughs> Uh, does Will McDonald's motor run hot and cold or no? <laughs> That's not a bad I, I see, like, I was gonna see if Craig could get one of those private jets he controls and just fly it over here with his remote. 
Like, you know, I mean, stuff and I don't stuff. Uh, listen, maybe I can make a few calls. I there's there's some stuff in your backyard. It's people that I know. I'm just saying. But this man's feeling this. He's, he's even taking he's rolling with the he's rolling with the Craig controls everything jokes. That's how you know Craig's feeling it right now. Craig is Crap. great. And I bet you if someone gave us twenty dollars on the super chat right now that Craig would say Craig is great on it. I don't know if we'd go that far. <laughs> but I would encourage you to utilize the super chats. We're gonna be going through a lot of scenarios today. We want to hear your takes. We want to hear your thoughts. Throw them up there. We will make sure to address them. Read them. I will not read a Craig is great at this juncture. We we will be having super chats for some future shows. Maybe as soon as this week. Maybe there's a price tag that gets put on that for a charitable donation to one Therese A. Paler Foundation. So we'll, we'll, we'll potentially throw that out there, but please use the Super Chats with us today, and we'll get that going. Thanks, everybody that's hanging out. We are so excited for this week. This is, I believe, the only lab that we'll be doing this week because um, we'll be on air literally the entire draft. So we'll be we'll be covering every single pick at KC Sports Network. We're going to be out at Power & Light. We're going to be at Pizza Bar. Then we're going to be at No Other Pub. Make sure you come hang out with us. Um, you're going to see uh, myself and I believe Maddie on uh, on uh, on Tuesday. Uh, tomorrow, at we're going to be doing shows from the KC airport. Craig is great. Look at Jasper Scope. Uh, our guy. Uh, Big Grayson. Um, but yeah, so we, we've just got a lot going on this week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we will all be hanging out together uh, to uh, to talk about the entirety of the draft like we did all week. Uh, all- draft last week or last year it's gonna be great today because i mean like we've got mock drafts and stuff that are happening later in the week on kc sports network but i want to kind of do an exercise with you guys and as you're listening everybody that's listening you guys can all kind of come along with this we are going to put our our minds into a state of thursday night and i'm going to present you guys all with a bunch of round one draft scenarios built off some of the rumors we've heard today, some mock drafts from some people that we've seen before. Uh, and I might even throw a few other curveballs that maybe we haven't got to yet. But I want to throw some scenarios at all of you, and I want you just to maybe just feel, just pretend like it's Thursday night, it's late, you've been through 30 picks, or maybe you've been through 20 picks uh, for some of these. And we're going to just react to like initial thoughts and then just what that means moving forward for this football team. And we're going to start with this one because this was the hottest rumor today. Albert Breer comes out and identifies the Chiefs as a potential trade-up target or candidate and one of the teams most active in trying to trade up. And he throws Zay Flowers' name out there. We'll get to that one. That's not the one. We've talked about Zay Flowers a lot on this fine program. But let's say the Chiefs trade up to 26. Okay, it's Thursday night. The Chiefs have traded up to pick 26. And with the 26 pick... In the 2023 NFL Draft, the Kansas City Chiefs select running back Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama. Matthew Lane, that happens. What are your initial thoughts? Just immediate thoughts. This. <laughs> the trading up from the audio listener. For a running back. <laughs> they got a long box. That actually might work for the audio, audio on the audience, too. If you got it. Listen. 
if this happens on draft night, I guarantee you all of us, especially in round one, will be sitting there and there will be a longer moment of pause just like <laughs> for any pick if that happens. I guarantee you we will sit there and then one of you two probably will try to jump in and get going. Ken, I think, might actually be upset, so it might have to be Craig. I'll jump in and carry this along. But, um, yeah, that's... Ooh. Like, okay, let's unpack it. If the Chiefs stayed at 31, the board fell absolutely terribly, which is quite possible in this draft, and your options were kind of Mozzie Smith, the best remaining cornerback, Jameer Gibbs, and some tight ends, and they came away with Jameer Gibbs, I would not like it, but I would understand how you came away and saying, well, he was the highest guy left on our board because he's a phenomenal running back. I think he very much deserves to be in that slot. But boy, trading up to make sure you secure a round one running back at, for the Chiefs right now in their current state, that's that's a decision. That's a major decision. That's one that I have trouble with a lot. Like, yeah, I know that by default, I'm usually the guy that's got to find the silver lining. Hey, Alvin Kamara, look, it wouldn't be great to have an Alvin Kamara on the team, and he's kind of similar. I don't, I don't know that I can muster it for that one, especially in a trade-up. Like, I, I would get it. I would understand his versatility in the Chiefs' offense. I would understand exactly how he fit in. It's not a question of fit. It's a question of value. This team has lots of needs. Yes, a backup running back is one of them. Demoting Isaiah Pacheco to a backup running back by taking a round one running back in a trade-up is brutal. Like, that, that is a very, very tough pill to swallow right now. And I don't know that I can... But there, there's a lot of things. Like, we, we've talked about Bijan. We've talked a little bit about Jameer Gibbs. Those guys are really good football players. I understand how a team can convince themselves to go round one. They are fresh off of a round one running back that didn't work out. They are kind of looking at some positions, you know, wide receiver, offensive tackle, defensive end, that they need to get younger and stock the cupboard a little bit more for the future to help protect Patrick Mahomes. Taking a running back whose primary ability is pass catching is good, but he's not really a great pass blocker yet, and you're doing it in a trade-up. That's There's just a lot to learn there. And giving up another assets, you're giving up two assets for a round one running back there. I, I I can't get on board with that. I would, I don't know. I wouldn't feel great. I wouldn't feel great. I do think it will be unfair for us to discuss the draft history of Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And here's the thing. Clyde Edwards-Alaire's athleticism mattered. It has not, his game has not translated or transitioned well because of the athleticism in the physical profile. He's shorter, he's smaller, he lacks great burst, struggles to separate against in the passing game. And so people are going to like, it, it, if this scenario were to happen, it don't, don't let the Clyde Edwards Alaire issue, you know, issue is not fair. Don't let Clyde Edwards Alaire's history where it just kind of has just been a little bit disappointing affect how you feel about what happens with Jameer Gibbs because Jameer Gibbs doesn't have the question about athleticism and he averaged over three yards per catch more than Clyde Edwards-Alaire did in his career. People don't realize Jameer Gibbs averaged 11.8 yards per catch in his career. That's really good. He's a football player. Really he was Bryce good. Young's best receiving option this he, final yeah. year. Everybody's talking about how Bryce Young is going to be the first overall pick, no-brainer, yada, yada, yada. He did it by throwing to Jameer Gibbs a lot. 
I mean, and his yards per catch actually went down because of his year at Alabama. He averaged 13.3 yards per catch and 12.6 yards per catch, respectively, outside of that. So I, I, I'm i not advocating for Jameer Gibbs, but I don't think the Clyde Edwards-Alaire um, discourse needs to, to seep into it too much. They play the same position. It's a trade-up. It's, it's a trade-up. Let's talk about another trade-up. The Kansas City Chiefs are on the clock with pick number 18. They have traded pick what's oh, 31. They have. They've played traded pick 31. They've traded pick 95. They've traded a 2023, 2024, sorry, second round pick. They have moved up to jump in front of everybody and get every uh, other get the option of any receiver other than Jackson Smith and Jigba, and they have acquired wide receiver Jordan Addison. Mm out of USC. I know you thought I was going to go with this. Jordan Addison is the pick for the Kansas City Chiefs. They've traded three picks in order to do it. Matthew Lane, what are your initial reactions to Jordan Addison? Uh, Initially, your trade value, I'm assuming, knowing you, it's pretty even. Like That is roughly what the price you're supposed to pay on the Rich Hill trade chart, right? Okay. My first thought is, they gave up a lot, didn't get a discount to go up really, really far. For a wide receiver who is my wide receiver one, I like him a ton. I think he's the best fit of all the wide receivers for the Chiefs. He's not like a bona fide certified wide receiver one type of star, and that's just this class. He's a lot more of a low-end wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver two, like everybody in this class. So I would think they gave up too much. I think that's a really long way to go to not get a discount to pick a wide receiver that does have a pretty significant flaw in his weight. That said, by the time, you know, it came back around me, we're sitting here, we're talking about this together. By the time it came back around to me after you guys went after my initial upset over the trade value, they would have my wide receiver one who I think is the best fit for this offense. And that value stuff doesn't really matter as soon as the draft is over. Come Sunday, what they traded away to get him doesn't matter. It's just a matter about having him. Um, And I think he would do really, really well in this offense. So, like, there would be a moment of, not upset, but just be a little confused, a little weary of the move. And then by the time we got done with it, okay, he's my wide receiver one. He's going to be open all over the place. I think it'll be absolutely fine. Yeah. It's not a pants off move for me or anything like that. It's, <laughs> an, it, it's just a fine move. It, it, it really is. And it's because maybe like one it, sock it, off. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe one sock off. And it's, and it's what you had to give up to go up and get it. I get that that's where he's ranked. I'm going to be very happy with the player. Like Maddie said, his production is off the charts and would continue to be in the Kansas City Chiefs offense. Everything is getting lighter out there. It's not like you're talking about, okay, so, yeah, he's he's a light receiver and he's going to come in here and there's going to be all these corners that outweigh him by 40 pounds and they're just going to shove him around. The entire NFL, especially in the secondary, is getting lighter to get faster. Emmanuel Forbes is a cornerback in this draft that will be the lightest cornerback drafted since 2010, and he's going to go round one. So you can you can miss me with the whole Jordan Addison is too light to play in the NFL. He is certainly not. Once you get past all of that, this is an elite football player. Got great hands, already has the nuance of route running down. Pat is going to be able to beat man in zone coverage. He is the perfect complement and floor raiser to Travis Kelsey. I would be over the moon with the player himself, but just fine with the move because you had to give up so much to go up and get a guy that probably would be wide receiver four or five in most drafts. 
I'm not going to be surprised if the Chiefs are aggressive at some point this 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 weekend moving up. Um, future capital is always going to be interesting to me. You know, they're you're you're selling at a discount, so moving on from a little bit of of 2024 capital is interesting. But I don't like I, ten picks. They've got ten picks. I don't anticipate there's going to be ten future Chiefs. Uh, you know, uh, from from draft selections this year. Um, I think they'll move some stuff around. I don't mind being aggressive to you know secure a player before a cliff and i think we all know that there's a cliff and you don't want to be on the other side of that cliff and you don't want to be scrambling in the 20s when a bunch of other teams are probably looking to grab a receiver too it kind of seems like the reason that big jump up is so um possible is just because like i think there's a lot of teams in the 20s that are probably looking to you know to grab a receiver so you've got to be mindful of the teams that are in that in that striking distance maybe just go up and get a guy get your get your guy get the guy you believe in the most and and make sure you go get him i know it's an aggressive move but uh i'm not i'm not gonna be mad if the chiefs trade up and go grab one of these receivers i don't think we are going we're gonna take a break and maddie's not gonna ask that question we're gonna be back right after this Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Kansas City, the NFL draft is here. It is draft week in Kansas City, and what a time it is for our city. Just winning a Super Bowl thanks to Andy Reid and company, and now hosting the NFL draft, it's an incredible time to be in Kansas City and to be a Kansas City sports fan. And regardless of who you root for, there's only one selection that every football fan can share, and that's an ice-cold Miller Lite. Look, the players change, the coaches change, the rules change, but Miller Lite is still the perfect beer for draft time, game time, and everything in between. When I want a beer with some flavor, you know I go to the cooler and I reach for a Miller Lite. It's light on calories, not light on taste. It's the perfect beer for watching football, watching soccer, watching any Kansas City sports, and hanging out with the boys. It's my go-to. So kickoff comes around again. Enjoy the beer that tastes like the season, Miller Lite. Great taste, 96 calories. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash KCSN, or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. 
hit the like button, hit the subscribe button if you are watching. Appreciate everybody that is hanging out. I do want, if you wouldn't mind, leave some comments in the uh, chat. Um, we will run one scenario that you guys all present. So we will be monitoring one of the round one scenarios that you all present. So uh, we'll we'll try to flag some down and pick one at the end of the show while we're kind of working through um, some of ours. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep up some some trade ups. Uh, we're gonna keep some trade ups here. Chiefs move up small to twenty six again. Miles Murphy is on the board, which is I the, the one of the things that's kind of surprising and one of the things in the rumors that seems to be kind of you know permeating now is the fall of Miles Murphy. It does not seem that he is considered in that same top tier as some of these other guys. Uh, it seems like his his draft range is more feasible, more attainable than what we thought a month ago. So the Chiefs trade up to 26, and they select Miles Murphy, the edge out of Clemson. How we feel, Matthew? Uh, I'm pretty good. Um, I think Miles Murphy's kind of found himself clearly as the, what is it going to be, edge five of this class. Like, he's pretty comfortably that guy he's going to probably be the last one of the edge position edge guys coming off the board a matter of where it comes in the draft you know you're a little unsure at this point in time but if he's sitting there in the mid to late 20s and the Chiefs want to make a small jump up there to get it makes a ton of sense he fits Steve Spagnuolo's profile but he would also have like the best overall athletic profile since like healthy Frank Clark when he was first on his way to Kansas City so like you get the upside you get why you would make that move um to quote Craig earlier, though, I don't think it's a full pants off move. I still struggle a little bit with Miles Murphy. I, when I watch Miles Murphy in Clemson, I have not seen him take over a game. I've never once been watching Clemson and been like, oh, Miles Murphy is taking over this game. He needs to get to that point for me to like feel the, like I said, pants off, super excited. But good pick, quality pick. I like the trade up, and I think it makes a lot of sense for the Chiefs. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I'm not as high on Miles Murphy as I am maybe on some other guys here. This kind of feels a little bit like, and not that they're the same player, but kind of the Montez Sweat situation where consistently getting round one hype, got length, got a little bit of athleticism to his game. He's certainly not the athlete that Montez Sweat was, but I think he's a better football player and you know, kind of understands things a little bit, can play the run pretty well, has a couple of moves that he can go to and win with, doesn't always know when to use them, doesn't know always how to read the tackle, but those are things that I would trust Joe Cullen with and trust him to get the most out of him. He's got high upside. This is a guy that I could pretty safely forecast and say, hey, this is going to be a 10-sack guy, maybe multiple seasons in his rookie deal, and that's well worth a round one pick, especially with those kind of traits, while still adhering to Steve Spagnuolo's threshold a minor trade-up for a player of that caliber, I'm completely on board with. It gives you two bookends with George Karloftis and Miles Murphy, with Miles Murphy maybe having the higher ceiling, George Karloftis having the higher floor. It balances each other out really, really well. I'm, I'm going to be ecstatic with that defensive end pairing going forward for the next four years. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm on board with that move. I, I think it's a great point, the, the locker room you bring him in too, too. You know, um, there's the the mild character assassination going on right now for Miles Murphy. And I don't know if any of it's true or anything, but um, you know, I, this is a good this is a a good locker room to be a part of for any young defensive end. Uh, that you know, you saw George Karloftis getting an opportunity uh, to work with you know with Frank Clark last year. 
you know, let's say Frank Clark comes back. It's another great opportunity for a group to kind of, you know, rally around Miles Murphy and help him get caught up to speed. Uh, wouldn't be, you know, would be a great fit. I think I'm going to be happy with that kind of player uh, that late in the draft. So one of the other rumors that we keep popping, that keeps popping up and we keep seeing the chiefs connected to this team. And look, sometimes, sometimes guys, you know, and people, sometimes people want to write mock drafts, try to get names in because they want to, you know, to give somebody, make someone part of the conversation as a round one player, because they believe that players going around round one based on everything they hear. The Chiefs continually get mocked Will McDonald the fourth. Uh very light pass rusher, 35 inch arms, sub 240, elite broad jump, unique player. At pick 31, we get through the end of the night. And the Chiefs take Will McDonald the fourth out of Iowa State. Craig. We'll start with you. How do you? Uh, not great. <laughs> to be honest, uh, that's that's not one that I'm especially fond of. To be honest, I, I, it's, it's. I think that he's got a trait that matters. He's got bend. He's got burst. I think that that does matter. But I think that you are drafting a designated pass rusher because he is very light, and especially the way that Steve Spagnuolo wants his defensive ends to play the run, he's going to struggle. He's going to get washed out by tight ends. That is not what Spags wants on the edge. That's not what Joe Cullen wants on the edge. That's not how they have built this defense over the past several years with the ability to run lighter packages, stay in the dime, stay in the nickel for most of the time, not having to bring in dedicated run stuffers. That's what Steve Spagnuolo wants to do. Will McDonald doesn't afford you that. Yes, you can bring him in at pick 31 and say, okay, you're just playing in the dime. You're just playing obvious passing downs. But frankly, I don't like spending pick 31 on that kind of player. I do think that he's going to find a home. I'm not going to be shocked if he goes round one. I just think for the Chiefs, very specifically, he does not make a lot of sense. And I think he would struggle to find a role for the amount of snaps that I would like a round one pick to get. Yeah, I would be I'd be confused, right? It just it wouldn't make sense for what the Chiefs kind of normally do. Like just to go down the kind of list, he's way lighter than any defensive end that Steve Spagnuolo kind of has ever used. Twenty lighter. twenty pounds, twenty pounds lighter. What, and people want to say that he can just play off ball as a Sam and then kick down a rush passer. One, he's lighter than any Sam Steve Spagnuolo's <laughs> ever done that with. So like that's already for starters. But two, he's not really played off ball. When you watch him in the open field, like working laterally or when he does drop in coverage, he plays like a defensive end dropping into coverage. He's not reading the play from back there. So I don't see that fit either. Add on the age of already being 24. So he's what, two years older than any other first pick that Brett Veach has made? Well, he's been the GM of Kansas City, so he's already older. I, I feel like the the pathway to this making sense is, oh, Joe Colin's getting a bunch more say. He wanted him for this moving forward because he thinks he can work with it. Fine. I buy in. Problem is, he's still going to play somewhere. It's still Steve Spagnuolo's defense. He still has to play. They Chiefs don't have that overhanging role that Joe Colin might have had with Jacksonville Jaguars or the Baltimore Ravens. The Chiefs don't have that. So where's Will McDonald playing for 45-plus percent of the snaps? Not even that he's, like, off the field. It's just, like, he has actively nowhere to play. 
then you got to consider the plays where he's not good enough to be a run defender to be on the field. So it's a designated, an older designated pass rusher with less moves than you would prefer from a five-year player. I, I don't know. I, I'm very confused by that move. So I, I think he's a sub rusher year one, wherever he goes. First off, whatever team, I don't even think it's, I, I think specifically Chiefs for sure, but I think most teams he's probably, he's probably a sub rusher. He's got like unique, unique, unique length, elite broad, you know. So th- there's some, there's some, there's some interesting traits there. You're right. He's older. I will be more fascinated. This is the one player that if the Chiefs took him, I would, stun isn't the right word. I would just be, thinking more about more than just the player specifically to Maddie's point. I will be questioning things like how long does Steve Spagnuolo have left? Is Steve Spagnuolo looking to move on? Is this his last year? Is he going in for like one or one more year? And Joe Cullen's going to be the defensive coordinator a year from now. And, you know, they've done this kind of before. <laughs> I'm not saying like, looks like I, it, Breland speaks didn't exactly fit Bob Sutton's scheme. And Bob Sutton was around for one more year. You know, Breland Speaks was playing in a two-point stance. So they've ha- they've had some edge rushers that haven't exactly fit the current scheme and go on to... Yeah, just yeah. You should have been a five-tech with Bob. Should have been a five-tech with Bob. Would have had more <laughs> success. But Stand- did we call him the stand-up five-tech? Stand-up five-tech, yeah. I just, I don't know. I'll have more. It'll be like, if that happens, that will tell me something that is something changed about something in within that defensive structure you know some of the the self-scouting they decide hey look one one other thought they want someone to run the arc against orlando brown jr in the afc championship well i that's called a round three pick i know i'm just (laughs) these are these are the things that will go through my head and the things we will talk about if will mcdonald is the pick I mean, he's no. I mean, I agree with you. I, 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 before you cut me off and move on again, I got to jump in early. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, I agree with you, but like, like I said, okay, something's changing. Still, where is he going to play until something changes? There's no spot for him to play. You even say, oh, sub package rusher, cool, completely fine. When's the last time the Chiefs and <laughs> and Steve Spagnuolo used a sub package rusher that could, you know, not rush with any kind of power? Ooh, I was getting re- I was getting ready to say talk- Taco Charlton until you added that little caveat at the very end there. <laughs> yeah, Taco had With just no- a little bit of power to his game, right? And, but he's two hundred seventy pounds as well. He right? was so like yeah. yeah, but yeah, no. And he was the only time they used a sub package rusher, and Taco Charlton took nothing of an investment compared to pick thirty one. So it's just I really don't. Even if we try to force you know the square peg into the round hole, I don't really see how Will McDonald fits. Even if things are changing in the future, it's just. It's a really hard fit for this team right now. And I, it, there's just been so many people connecting them to him. It's just like, it's too loud to not at least just, I, I would love, I, I just, I'm glad we had this conversation before the draft. Just out, you know, I think it's, I think it's worth having the conversation because we've seen it so much. And sometimes that means nothing. And sometimes that means everything. And I just, I don't know. It'd be fascinating if they, I'll just have a lot more questions if they do, you know, ultimately make that move and grab Will McDonald. Uh, out of Iowa State. We're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to KC Sports Network. We'll be right back after this. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button if you're watching. Appreciate everybody that is hanging out with us. We're going through a bunch of different round one scenarios. You can go back and listen to some of them. Oh, hey, by the way, the KCSN draft guide is 300 pages of Chiefs-specific content that you can access for draft weekend. You can have it alongside as picks are being made. You can see if they were high fits, medium fits, low fits for the Chiefs. Uh, I can tell you we've hit 20, 29 of the 30 picks that have had write-ups in the KCSN draft guide historically have been medium or high fits. We've had one low fit. It was Leo Chanel because we thought he was going higher <laughs> than he did. So I'll I'll take it. That was the only low fit we've ever had in the KCSN draft guide. So we have a lot of chief specific draft guide content. I think Will McDonald might be the second if he winds up going to the Chiefs. But uh, no. Uh, yeah, check it out. Twelve ninety nine gets you uh, the book. It also gets you three months to KCSN Substack. So you're going to get to see all of our film reviews on all these draft picks and all the stuff leading into the offseason for free. It's going to be great. Okay. Look, before you go. Okay, fine. We're going to talk just a little bit about a raffle that we are running here at KC Sports Network. Uh, if you donate $10... The KC Sports Network Venmo that is at KC Sports Network. You get you get entered into a contest. There's a whole bunch of prizes. We've got a Nick Bolton, I believe, signed jersey there. I know that we've got a DJ signed jersey as well. There's a whole list of things that are up on the KC Sports Network socials. Whole bunch of prizes that we are giving away there that are going to happen during all of this that we're going through with the draft. All the proceeds there are going to the Therese A. Paler Foundation. If you have donated already, I thank you so, so much. We have already raised over half of last year's scholarship dollars already. We haven't even gotten to the draft. That was a big, big numbers that we're putting up at the draft. So you guys are awesome already. Thank you so much for donating. It goes to an incredible cause. We all love and miss Therese. So, yes, please go do that. We'll be doing that during the draft as well. So make sure that you stay tuned for all of that and stay tuned for that drawing later. But great cause. Wanted to make sure that we threw to that before we got back into all this. Appreciate you hitting that up. And, yeah, please consider supporting. Uh, it, it'd be great for us to just blow our goals out the water for that. Uh, it's it's going to be pretty awesome uh, to, to do that. So, okay, so let's move on. Um, we are going to go... Chiefs are sitting at pick 31. Let me give you a near best case scenario here, boys. Chiefs are sitting at pick 31. It's been a long night, and one of the wide receivers has fallen to them. It is Quentin Johnston out of TCU, and the Chiefs have picked him. How we feel, Matthew? Um, Excited. Very, very excited. We are... We are loosening up the waistband. We're not, qu you know, we're, we're not quite there, but we're pretty darn close. I don't like this analogy. We, oh, I love this analogy. This is we my favorite love, analogy. We love, we love this pick. Um, he's been my wide receiver one up until like two weeks ago, week and a half ago. I made the switch to Addison just because I, 
I kept falling for him, but I love Quentin Johnson. I was watching more of him again the other day, and some of the stuff that he does that I don't think shows up in his athletic testing, just his feel for drop-stepping out of, like, hitch catches, just catching a hitch and drop-stepping away from a defender, throwing a little subtle spin move or head fake in when creating yak. Like, I think there's a safe floor with him as a yak creator, and hmm, I guess you can go give him to Andy Reid, who's really good at getting guys some opportunities to create some yards after the catch. So, yeah, I, I really like Quentin Johnson. And then you get to the whole point, what if you teach him to attack the football with his hands? He tracks it well. What if you teach him to consistently go get it with his hands? What if you teach him how to get in and out of his breaks consistently? Because sometimes he looks great coming out of a break. Other times he looks clumsy. And I think it's all footwork and timing, stuff that he doesn't have a lot of experience with. So ceiling is sky, six foot three, 210 pounds, great athlete, great after the catch. Ceiling is sky high. I would believe the coaching staff believes they can get him there. So, I mean, like, yeah, we're, we're loosening that waistband heavy if Quentin Johnson's the pick at 31. He might have the highest ceiling of any of the round one wide receivers. I don't know why I said might. I mean it. He does. He really does. That is a rare breed of athleticism, of length for a wide receiver there. But he plays like a much smaller wide receiver. I think it is it is very funny to watch that dichotomy there of seeing this 6'3", 208-pound guy that wants to play football like a smaller guy. And then you look at all that and you say, okay, well, he's got 33 and a half plus inch arms with a 40 and a half inch vertical. You want to put him in a system and say, we're going to train you to stack a cornerback. We're going to train you to get more physical at the catch point. If there's somebody that can, it's a guy with that kind of build, that kind of athleticism and explosion. I am willing to bank on that profile, on all of that hitting in a Kansas City Chiefs offense because I know that Andy Reid can get him the ball and get him to do things in space in his current form. You're just betting on that long-term success growing into that more of that posterized sort of X receiver on top of having these other separation traits that he already does. That is a wide receiver, one body type, with wide receiver, one athleticism. All of this stuff that we're doing with Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison, talking about, you know, short arms, light, whatever it is, you don't have any of those qualms with Quentin Johnston. You just got to teach him how to play receiver a little bit higher level and bring him in Andy Reid. I trust that that can happen. It's so wild to see the wide receiver market right now. And you see these big giants, you know, pendulum swing on rumors. You know, you see on one side, it's, I mean, we, there's the run starting earlier than you think and there's going to be two receivers off the board by 14 which means the Chiefs might have to move to 18 to get to the back end of the of the bucket or it's there might be one or two receivers that go off the board in the first round like there's giant swings on you know and I, I think that's a representation of like just how crazy this particular draft is there's just a lot of uncertainty which is great like but the funny thing is I was saying this on on Twitter today it's like even just the small Aaron Rodgers trade-up where the Packers are picking at 13 and the Jets are picking at 15 now, that can swing some things. That changes some things in the first round because now you've got maybe someone in front of the, the Patriots for a tackle or like there's just all kinds of stuff like that, that can that can, that can go crazy now. It's, it's wild. Um, getting Quentin Johnston at 31 is not something I am expecting, but something I'm hoping. 
you know, I, I, we just got done talking about, I'd say one of the worst scenarios, worst case scenarios, I think for all of us with the chiefs. And now we're talking about the best one, potentially the best, most realistic one. Like our guy, Matt Miller had Jordan Addison fall into the chiefs at 31. Oh, backflip. I'd take Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnston. And it's off. Yeah. In a heart. <laughs> oh yeah. That loose waistband, they are gone. Yeah. Those bad boys are in the crowd. We're, we might have to turn the stream off on YouTube. Um, Absolutely not. For Maddie. Um, but a realistic, yeah, I have a, if, if Jordan Addison's realistic, please, I'll be mad if they don't take him at 31. Quentin Johnston seems like the most realistic, like, awesome, best case scenario for the Chiefs. Sign me all the way up. And then let's get weird on day two if that happens. If the, if, if the Chiefs, if the Chiefs. Are pants off? Yeah. Oh yeah, buddy. I know. Be careful where you're going next. I I would uh, I would. That's the question. I did want to say Brandon Ayuk is kind of my comp for for Quentin Johnson too. I saw that come up earlier, right as I got done. Brandon Ayuk coming out of Arizona State is kind of where I think Quentin Johnson is right now. A lot of really short passes right at the line of scrimmage, and a lot of yards after the catch, and then you throw him the deep ball, and it's just kind of like, yeah, I see flashes of ball skills or tracking or something, but it's also not all connecting. I think we've seen what it's taken Ayuk three years to really hit his stride, become a consistent weapon. I feel like that kind of trajectory for Quentin Johnston, you know, isn't is what you should be like priming yourself for. Seeing flashes going forward, you know, in year two, and then by year three, he's kind of that guy. The uh, Matt Reeves at saying he doesn't get all the Addison love. I just don't see it. Stanford, right? The Stanford game he needs to go watch. Uh, I mean, yeah, start with Stanford. Uh, you got a UCLA game. You can pick almost any pit game from uh, mm. 2021 when they moved him around a lot more and like used him as a weapon and did it just isolate him on the outside. I, I get what you're saying, Matt. Um, I don't think that anyone on this team has the same skill set as him. I don't think anybody reliably gets open. I think that's actually the issue they have and why Addison makes so much sense. He consistently gets open short, intermediate. He's the best at the receiver in the entire class, and he can get deep. He can do a verse man zone from the outside from the slot. The Chiefs don't have that guy. Yes, we think Sky Moore might have the chance to do that, but also watch Sky Moore make a double move or make a hard cut. He doesn't move the same way. He's a lot more explosive, right? And that's those two guys don't really compete with each other. So it's just the consistency, the reliability, and the fact that he has shown he can win inside, outside, after the catch, everywhere. I, I don't think the Chiefs have that, and that's why he's kind of my top wide receiver. It's just, He's going to be open. He is going to be that outlet that you can rely on when Travis Kelsey's triple teamed. All right, so hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Appreciate everybody that is hanging out. I Please funnel in those. Uh, we're going to do one scenario uh, from the comments that we haven't got to yet. So throw some scenarios at us that you want us to discuss about the Chiefs making. I am going, in the meantime, before we get to that one, I'm going to pre present you a final scenario of my picking that I we'll, we'll talk. I consider the Peter King article from football morning in America, the unofficial start to draft week. My me and Zach Eisen stayed up till like, well, 1am my time. And like, I don't know, 11 a.m. or 11 PM Zach Eisen's time. He really, he really, you know, he really, his mom let him stay up a couple extra minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly right, buddy. Uh, but yeah, I, I stood up to read it. And his mock draft is always interesting. There's, you know, he's got, he's well connected to a lot of teams. I, he'll, you know, so who 
Last pick of the draft. Peter King gives the Chiefs a very, very good football player. He gives them Osiris Torrance, the guard out of Florida. Uh, and look, here, here's the thing. Peter King, listen, Peter King had the Orlando Brown Jr. news, whether or not he meant to, in his article the morning before it was announced that Orlando Brown Jr. wasn't getting the tag. Like, he said, hey, Orlando Brown Jr. is hitting free agency. Like, it's happening. But, like, he's connected. This one was something. Or this one, like, this, if I would, the, my jaw would be on the floor if Osiris Tor- Torrance, a very good football player out of Florida, was the pick for the Chiefs at 31, Matthew. So, okay, you're going to make me, uh, like, burn my something I was kind of saving for the live, like, draft show for this, right? If this is the pick we're going to discuss, it doesn't make sense. The Chiefs are yet again spending on guard, yada, yada. We come to the conclusion, like, yeah, this means they're not going to pay Trey or they're going to cut Tooney and eat some dead cap a little bit sooner, right? Like, it's a future pick. I would then say when we're done with all that, hey, guys, Osiris Torrance played right tackle a little bit at Louisiana when they had injuries. Do we think the Chiefs are now going to say, we've done right tackle to left tackle. What if we can now do guard to tackle and just take on this entire other project based on Osiris Torrance's length, which is tackle size. He's tackle size for the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to end it with this. He does not move in space like an offensive tackle. He moves in space like a guard. I, I don't think it would work. I think it's a bad idea. But if they did this at 31, that's going to be in my mind. My entire thing in my mind has got to be they think he can play tackle. That's the only way it makes sense if they think he can play tackle. Yeah, that's what I don't get either. Yeah, he's an awesome guard. Like, if the Chiefs were needing a guard and they drafted Osiris Torrance, I'd be that, that would be an awesome move there. I think it fits exactly with what they're trying to do. This would be one of those, well... We did it with Andrew Wiley, so let's figure it out with Osiris Torrance, who's a better football player sort of moves. The other option would be, are they planning to move one of their guards to right tackle? Joe Tooney has played all over the line. You're going to tell me that he's going to kick out to right tackle with those shorter arms, which Osiris Torrance does have longer arms than him. They're going to kick Trey Smith out there and ask him to move laterally up the arc. Like, that's also not a great move. I don't get that move. I I really don't get it at all. It's a long-term thing. Like, if you are making that move, it's because you already have an offer on the table for Trey Smith or Joe Tooney (laughs) to to be moving on to a different team, and you are insulating against that, and you're just shedding some space, trying to find a move. Trey doesn't make any move, any sense in that scenario. It would be a Tooney move, which would be huge dead cap. Also doesn't make a ton of sense. That one shocked me a little bit. I just don't, I don't see that man playing right tackle for this team, especially with what Andy Reid likes to do. I like, so the Chiefs have played with a shorter armed right tackle before in Mike Rivers. And so I wonder if they wouldn't move Joe Tooney to right tackle in this scenario. I'm not advocating for it. I am just saying that's the thing I think I, that's the one that makes the most sense to me. We literally, I just remember we really, I just remember Maddie, we had this Osiris t- towards discussion about, oh wow, look the long arms, big ginormous hands. Who we think he's a tackle and you're, you, you verbatim is the same thing you just said. It's like movement skills. Like 
foot that, speed. It's just the foot speed. It's just the foot speed. So I don't know. A very, very good football player that Osiris Torrance. I actually think he's off the board before the before the Chiefs pick at thirty one. He should be. Oh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're rooting for it, but man, uh, that one was a surprise. That was very a, much. That a, a massive, massive surprise for me. My antennas are perked for everything. I mean, we've gone over receivers, guards, uh, you know, defensive ends. Like, we, there's so many positions that have been discussed about the Chiefs at 31. It's beautiful. It's a lot of fun. I love it. Uh, there's a little bit of anxiety, but I can't wait to see what happens on Thursday. All right. We have asked Jordy to pick a scenario for us on uh, that you guys presented in the comments. And here we go. Steven M. Gray, scenario, huge run on offensive tackles, defensive ends, and wide receivers, but only two cornerbacks have gone off the board and zero tight ends have been taken because of posi positional depth at those spots. Do you take cornerback three or tight end one? Boy, howdy. That's that's a great question. That's right a great there. one, Steven. Uh, who wants to go first? I, I'll, I'm, I'm, I think I'm sprinting for Michael Mayer. Uh, I think that's what I'm doing. I'm going up and I'm getting Michael Mayer. I love Michael Mayer. Um, I've slowly, I, I don't want to, I haven't fallen in love with Michael Mayer, but I'm definitely a very big fan of his and I see his value in a big, big way. I think he's just very good at a lot of different things. And I think he's a guy that Patrick Mahomes could maximize the potential for. He, he's, you know, he keeps Travis Kelsey from ever having to play the Y again. He's a good route runner. He's a better athlete than people are giving credit for. Um, you know, I think he's really good at the catch point. Like, there's just a lot of like, and I think he's got really good zone instincts too. Like, he's not Kelsey. Don't get me wrong, but like, he has a good feel. He's a great feel for coverage. He might have the best feel for coverage of all the tight ends in this class. And so, I would, I think I'd, I'd be all in for Michael Mayer there personally. Good cornerback class too, though. I'll go next. I'm taking Joey Porter Jr. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking him. Right on the spot there, yeah. Our guy Jackie Moon there in the uh, comments. Yeah, I'm absolutely taking him. Steve Spagnolo gets a guy that can reroute very physically underneath, has elite length, I mean, 34-inch arms, and has the ability to close out. He's not slow, slow. He's a 4-4-6 guy. He can run enough with some safety help over the top. You have a potential CB1 type player. I know that the Chiefs don't need a cornerback. I completely and under completely get that. I understand it. But Joey Porter Jr. at that value is just way too good to pass up. It gives Steve Spagnola another another smart player that can be physical and play the way that he likes his cornerbacks to play with the length that he loves. I I think that that one is running the card up there. Like, Brett Veach isn't even consulting the room. It might be like the Trent McDuffie thing where at a certain point they trade up for that guy because they're just like, well, what is he still doing here? We, we got to go get him. Is that kind of what happened with McDuffie? It's exactly what happened with McDuffie. If you wanted to convince me that Joey Porter Jr. was around that 26 mark that we've been talking about, 26, 28, make a move. Go get the guy because he's a good football player. Yeah, I think I'm with that. I think you have to take Joey Porter Jr. The talent is so good. He's would be the highest graded player I have left. Um, he's a definite. He's a tier above any of the tight ends for me. He would fit what Steve Spagnuolo likes on the outside incredibly well. Uh, I, 
my one, I have two quick pauses of concern. Uh, he's a little bit older. He's about to turn 23 before the season starts. Not a big deal. That doesn't make him an old prospect. That's just not the route the Chiefs have normally gone. They normally do not want guys that are kind of going to be that age come the start of their rookie year. And two, I wonder if you are a little limited in what you can ask him to do uh, often during a game. How many different coverages can you play with Joey Porter Jr.? I don't know if I trust him to play off man at all right now. I just I don't think that he's playing off. And not that the Chiefs play a ton of it, but even if it's just 20%, that's 20% of the snaps that I do think Joey Porter Jr. might actively struggle with. Now, not that he can't get better, not that you can't figure out ways around it, and I think his talent is good enough that you figure it out. He can maul guys. I think you get yourself... Joey Porter Jr. and Trent McDuffie complement each other really well for a long time to be two really good corners. So I still go with that pick. Just those are my two reasons that I think about it for a sec. Those are the reasons I don't run it up there. Is I'm like, what can we do with our coverages going forward? How many times do we have to not hide him, but work around Joey Porter's slight limited lateral agility and change of direction and his age factor? But I ultimately in there as well. All right. So normally on this show, we do a prediction before every game. It feels like a pretty big game on Thursday. Let's all predict who the Chiefs walk away with in round one of the 2023 NFL Draft. Craig, we'll start with you. Well, I'm the one that we always start with, and I'm usually the one that's the most optimistic about our game prediction. So we're just going to keep that. Big Broderick Jones has a slide to 18. The Chiefs go get an elite tackle prospect. I'm banking on that. Let's go. Woo! I'm going to keep it riding high, too. I'm going to go. Chiefs make a smaller trade-up than what Kim proposed, but they go get Jordan Addison after the Chargers don't take him in the early mid early to mid-20s. Um, there's a couple teams that might want to trade back. A lot of hype around Zay Flowers for the Chiefs. Some hype around Quentin Johnson for the Chiefs. All public. Everybody saw it. Everybody knows it. You haven't heard about them talking to one particular receiver. Um, this is also just me being hopeful. I'm going to will it into existence. Both of these guys could help us right now. That's how special they are. That is Chiefs tight end and SNL superstar Travis Kelsey on NFL Now earlier today talking about Zay Flowers and Quentin Johnston. I think the Chiefs stick at 31. I think they get Quentin Johnston falling to them at 31. That is my pick. We'll find out who was right. Hopefully one of us was right. I'd be excited about any of those three. I'm I'm fine with them all. Yeah. Pants will not be on. Uh, if any of those do happen. That is going to do it for the KC Laboratory. Thank you all so much. We cannot wait to see you on Thursday for all of our live coverage. We'll catch you later. None of y'all picking a defender, huh? Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.